that much. And then disclosure. Um, What's up, everyone? Happy Saturday. It is August 5th. Welcome back to NYU Grads Daily Podcast on the Markets. Uh, I will be covering Friday's session. I hope everyone's having a great weekend. I'll try to keep this under 15 minutes because I know lately I've been covering a lot and it's been running over that time frame. Uh, Whenever you see an episode that's over 15 minutes, just play it at 1.25 or 1.5 speed to just get through it. Uh, But let's just dive in real quickly. Today's episode, I think I'm going to call it episode 23, Return of the Jedi. So continuing with this Star Wars theme of Revenge of the Sith uh, and then the Yoda image, I just wanted to kind of uh, keep going with this because today volatility came back from the dead. Um, and I've been mentioning a few weeks ago, I, I, I mentioned I'd be backing up the truck if VIX goes under $10 and it still hasn't, uh, and it might never, uh, as I'm waiting here. So I'm anxiously looking at how it will react next week. I still believe VIX here, uh, at the levels that it's at, whether, you know, it's 14 13, 10, 5, it's all nominally zero in my eyes. It is still very, very cheap to buy uh, insurance on your long positions right now. And I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not an accredited financial advisor. But if you have a very large long position, you may want to ask your financial advisor or research how to hedge your bullish position with uh, options because it's still historically very low. Uh, The VIX on Friday closed up 7.4% at $17.10. It's been trading as low as uh, right around um, $12.74 of late. Uh, And that's kind of marked the base or the bottom here. So who knows, you know, they can crush this next VIX Friday. Uh, But right now it is looking like it wants to, at bare minimum, test the 200 day above, which is at $19.04. Maybe it reaches $19 before Friday and then it gets knocked down. I'm not sure. But right now it's looking like it is looking out for revenge, Return of the Jedi. Um, so I'm not going to cover too many individual names today. I want to focus continually on Amazon and Apple and how they reacted to earnings. Uh, but I also want um, what really stood out to me was uh, Open Door. Open Door reported earnings and they were down 23% on the day. Do you remember in the other podcast I was saying that the Open Door shares were outperforming year to date Nvidia, Tesla, Apple, Amazon. Open Door was outperforming all of them. 
Well, get this. After being down 23% uh, to, on Friday, they're still outperforming everyone. So right now, as of the close on Friday, Open Door is still up year-to-date 221%. NVIDIA is up 212%. Apple is uh, up uh, 41-ish. And Tesla's up 134% year-to-date. So Open Door is still outperforming everyone. Will that continue? I don't know. I don't have any position on Open Door right now. But um, it closed the day um, down 27% at $3.50. It's sitting literally right at the 50-day moving average. The 50-day moving average um, is $3.61. So it closed a little bit below that. But the 200-day on Open Door is $2.22. So if the sell-off continues, we may quickly go down there, uh, and then it won't uh, obviously be leading all of these magnificent seven names. That stuck out to me quite a bit. And I've been also uh, sharing on Substack Notes as well as on Twitter uh, charts that showed on the ES slash S&P 500 overhead supply. So when you take a look at trading from, let's say, July 18th-ish, July 14th, around there, we broke into this range of 45.60 all the way up to the high of 46.34. And we've been kind of going back and forth ping pong through this range all the way up to until August. Uh, I noticed that there was a range within a range. I posted it a few days ago. And sure enough, it tried to test the upper boundary of that range, traded right through that mini balance area all the way to the bottom. It traded initiatively out of that range of 45.60 to 46.20, and it started to bounce. It, it bounced at like at 46.10, and it was trying to get back to that 46.50 horizontal. And intraday on Friday, it did almost to the penny. It went to like 46, I'm sorry, 45, 60, 60 and a quarter. And then it just reversed hard, really hard. If you look at the one hour chart, it only took two hours to go through the entire uh, range below that, that trading session. And we went negative. Uh, so it was a beautiful setup. I was not trading the ES at that, at that moment, but if, any of those intraday ES traders or everything turned negative right there. Um, I added some to my volatility uh, core holding, but once that reversed, there was no turning back. And then Apple started to kind of cr uh, crumble there from as well. The only thing out of the Magnificent Seven that was really strong throughout the day uh, was Amazon. And I noticed I noted on the last podcast they they you know had really good earnings with the cloud. However, it looks like kind of it developed a hammer uh, on Friday. And my good friend Tim at Slope of Hope, uh, Tim Knight, he had posted. Uh, and I'm going to quote. He 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 quoted on his uh, blog. I'll close with Amazon, which had spectacular earnings and an explosive move higher. 
Why is this bearish? Because the good news is out, and all it could muster was a shooting star. Want to keep an eye out for something? See if the high for Amazon on Monday is lower than Friday's low. If that happens, we get an island reversal pattern. End quote. By Tim Knight. So on Monday, you should definitely watch Amazon and see if that happens. Because I've been saying all along, before I even started podcasting, just on the Substack, Apple was has been Apple has been distributed for weeks now, and I posted those negative divergences on Stochastics and MACD while Apple was going up. So that's not a guarantee that it, it, it you know it will fall, but I know when I see a chart that it's being distributed, and again in context. Apple is the most held company in the world. Forget about your pockets and your phone that you're listening to this on. Everyone owns Apple in their portfolio. There are over 500 ETFs that own Apple. Think of all the corporate bonds that Apple has issued to um, when interest rates were low, they would go and borrow money. And what would they do with that money? They wouldn't reinvent a car they didn't reinvent the iphone they bought back their own shares so apple is the most dangerous stock in the world and and i posted specifically that title and i'll link it in the show notes uh so keep continuing to watch apple and i'm not saying the sky is falling okay uh i still stand by the 4158 line on the es if we never test that and we just kind of pull back a little bit, like 2%, 3%, and then we're off to the races again, and we test the 50-day moving average, and then we just bounce, we might just keep going higher for the second half of the year and go to new highs. But with all that said, there's so many macro headwinds, and I'm telling you, big money is selling Apple right now. They cannot hide it. How do you unload this gigantic, gigantic holding uh, across multiple financial institutions without anyone knowing? Um, so I'm telling you it's being distributed, but again, it it may not matter, right? The Fed might do something. Apple might next week announce you know, a $10 billion share buyback program. Who knows? But as of now, Apple's being sold very uh, deceitfully uh, to new shareholders or bag holders. Amazon opened up like gangbusters, and they are definitely growing. What they're doing is super impressive. But the the, the charts can't lie. There is some selling going on here at the end of the day on Friday. So be mindful of that. Uh, Watch both of those on Monday. Um, what was, oh man, I totally forgot. I was so excited to talk about this topic. I forgot to jump into the, uh, breath numbers. So let's do that. So on Friday we had, um, 175 new highs and 152 new lows. Uh, so that's really, and that's on, that's all across NYSE, NASDAQ and Amex. So that's pretty equilibrium and 
when you look at advancing, there was about 45% advancing versus 50% declining. But that really doesn't tell the whole story. And I'll tell you why. Uh, looking at um, some of the sectors, everything was red other than consumer cyclical. Um, when I take a look at like what was up and what was down that matters to you know large institutions, uh, you know Microsoft uh, kind of it closed green, but it was up 0.34 percent. Nvidia finished up 0.37 percent. Apple down 4.8. Google down 0.18 percent. So whatever. It, it, you know, it, it's down from the high from the day, but it wasn't like panic mode. Meta down 0.79%. Not a big deal. Amazon up 8%, but it was up much more than 8% for the day at one point. Tesla down 2%. Um, but if you take a look at some of the smaller names, uh, there, were a, there was a ton of weakness. And I'll go through some of those names. But there were also some strength on Friday, which surprised me. Um, there's a software name, ticker symbol Team T E A M Atlassian. They were up um, quite a bit. Uh, let me pull up the chart. I don't want to misquote you on the percentage, but they closed up 17.25 percent on Friday. But again, keep in mind this used to be uh, like close to 480 dollars. It's right now trading at 198. So it's still down, you know, more than 50% from the high, but it's up quite a bit from the low, which is like 116. Um, but that's just kind of gapping up higher, and I'll include the chart in the show notes. Uh, I already mentioned Amazon. Uh, extreme Networks. So I have not shared my premium watch list for stocks with analysis. I'm just giving this as a freebie. Extreme Networks is on my private watch list and and holding group. Uh, They are just, they're doing well in a very red day uh, and a sell-off day. uh, Extreme Networks finished up 2.5% and it is just ascending here. Uh, You know, there's some risk here that if it keeps going, there is a trend line that might... uh, cap how high this flies uh this trend line dates back from 20 oh wow uh what date is this 2014 and then it peaked again at this trend line in 2018 and we're now approaching that trend line um and that is roughly about at 40 bucks so extreme networks could keep going for another ten dollars from here because it closed at 30 bucks but will it have the firepower to keep going? I mean, this thing has rocketed. Um, if I look at 2021 alone, um, let's see. The low of this year was $8.82. Is that right? No, that can't be right. No, I apologize. I'm looking at the wrong year. So this year was roughly the low was $14.70, and it closed at 30 bucks. So we're already up 100% year to date. 
Um, it's kind of getting nosebleed level here, but it's a very strong company. They reported earnings, and I'm going to do a deep dive uh, on Extreme Networks, and this will also be a freebie because I don't have a premium subscription of how I would uh, give a profile of a company, my analysis you know, fundamentally of the company, as well as technically on the charts. So watch out for that. I'm working on it already. It'll probably come out midweek, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy that one. Um, there was a lot of weakness. I'm not going to go through the whole list. There was a lot, but things that stood out to me, Sprout Social, which has been coming up the right side, very bullish up until now, uh, they reported earnings, and they're down 12% uh, plus, 12.32% on the day. And they're now backtesting this horizontal line of $44.98. If that line breaks down, uh, there's really not much support uh, going on. So if, if it breaks the horizontal and it breaks $37, it's all just air underneath. It could just really plummet uh, just looking at the chart. Uh, Square, which or SQ, renamed itself Block. They also uh, reported earnings, and they are down qu quite a bit on the session. Thirteen point six five percent in the red. Uh, Neo was also down. I saw that across this ticker. Neo closed down four point seven nine percent, pretty much on par with Tesla. Um, and if I look at Rivian. They also closed in the red down 4.64%. And Rivian has been on a tear. Uh, and it's still, you know, a bullish pattern. Rivian uh, is bull flagging here. The 50-day may uh, cross over the 200. So we might just be taking a, a breather here before another leg up. I'll include the chart. It's not a, it's not a bearish chart. Even though it's down 4.5%, it looks very bullish for now. Um, so although it's on the week for the day, it's still on the bullish medium turn. Uh, what to watch this coming week? Uh, I'm going to keep sounding like a broken record. You need to watch Apple. Like uh, Tim Knight from Slope of Hope said, watch Amazon. Is Monday's session... Uh, going to even be able to overtake uh, Friday's low. If not, we have an island reversal pattern, which is very bearish uh, historically. Um, you also want to watch yields, bonds, U.S. dollar, U.S. dollar pairs, the VIX, uh, as well as Apple, and see if that continues to get sold or eventually if it will get defended here. Uh, so Apple... If you look at the chart, and I'll also include this chart that I'm talking about, uh, it looks really bad. It gapped, after their earnings, it gapped under the 50-day moving average, and it looks like it's going to go south. So if they continue to sell this off, we'd still be in the bull market, a very concerning one, even if it went down and tested the 100-day moving average or the 200-day moving average. We'll still be in the uptrend. But the 200-day moving average for Apple is um, $159. Uh, 
So quite a bit of a drop. I think I mentioned that Apple could go down to 160 weeks ago if it continues to sell off. And, and I noted that that's, that's a lot of market cap. Um, I think Apple lost like 130, 140 billion market cap in, on Friday alone. Um, but that's kind of the high level summary of the Friday session. And uh, I hope um, you had a great weekend. And, and if you're listening to this on Sunday, I'm going to release this Saturday night. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great Sunday. And uh, I will see you on the next podcast episode, which will release Monday. Um, I'm sorry, Tuesday morning, since I'll be covering Monday session. But I'll have a lot of content uh, on the Substack. If you don't know, I didn't know how to use Substack notes properly until about a week ago after I saw how Doomberg was using it. So Substack Notes is like Twitter, just on Substack. So I post a lot of content on the Notes tab that everyone can see, not just my subscribers. So uh, make sure you take a look on my Notes on Substack Notes. Um, It kind of mirrors all of my content that I also post on Twitter. and also, it would be a huge favor to me just to kind of uh, give me some morale boost because the momentum has been great. If you can subscribe to the Substack, uh, it's all free. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, as well as if you're listening to this on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music, uh, just uh, share like a few stars. Like you're, you're true. Like don't, you don't have to give me the four stars, but whatever you think the content is worth, uh, just give me some feedback so that the algorithms on those platforms will know to share this out with other potentially new subscribers and audience members for me. Um, that, that would uh, go a long way and I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will see you guys in the new trading week. Later.